here we are. And we're back. You like that fade in? Yeah, I did. You sure about that? <laughs> you sure about that? You sure about that? I'm sure. <laughs> oh. Well, we're back. Um, before we get into the show, I want to thank our sponsor, Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries from hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, wood glue, shop carts, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as Lux LED lighting and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at Hayfla.com. Check them out. I should know that um, by heart at yeah. this point. I, I kind of know once you get to the looks LED lighting and slide or door hardware. Yeah. That's like some of the uh, books that we used to read, Hunter. You know, <laughs> once you start, like you could rattle the whole thing off. Yeah. Yip snap yap was a, could probably just do that one off the cuff. Um, busy. It was a busy week. Yeah. It's only Wednesday. I know. Um, so where do we leave off? Oh, so last week we had the short little 20, 15, 20 minute episode. Yeah. So, sorry we, about that. We were going fishing. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we finished our install on Thursday. Um, and then I had that eye doctor appointment. So we, we only had till three thirty or so. Yeah. You almost took one out. Yeah. Eyes all better. Uh, Friday. So, well, so I went to the doctor you know, they, they numbed my eye and then I'm not sure if he put dye in it, but anyway, he looked in there with the, you know, fancy, uh, thing that you put your, you know, you put your chin on that thing. Um, he couldn't see anything. He, he managed to flip my lid inside out. I don't know how the <laughs> hell he did it because my lid was so fat. It was like literally like a half inch <clears throat> thick. Um, that didn't sucks. see anything, but yeah, I had a real bad corneal abrasion. Um, like the whole Basically, the entire top half of my eye was all, uh, he said there there was no epidermis or whatever left. So the whole top layer was gone. Yes. So every time I blinked, it was just like rubbing on raw eyeball. And you blink a lot. I guess. And, and then when your eyes irritated, you blink even more. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess I had something in there. I was blinking a lot after it went in my eye because that's what they tell you to do. They're like, try and, you know, blink your eye to, you know, it'll work its way to the corner of your, your eyeball usually. Um, so I don't know if doing that irritated the eyelid and the eye or the eye drops were the culprit. I don't know. But it took until probably Sunday or Monday for my eye to be... Um, my eyelid to be back to normal Friday, you know, Friday wasn't too bad. I was able to drive without, you know, any real issues. Yeah. Everybody thought it looked bad, but they didn't see it on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Even just the color. I mean, my eyeball was so red. Yeah. Yeah. The best was at the install when, um, you know, told the, the girl Perry what had happened. And then, uh, the owner Elliot showed up and he, he thought, he, she must have said something to him and he thought it had like just happened and he like came outside. He's like, I'm a first, I'm a, med I'm a first aid. You gotta yeah. flush your eye out. I'm like, this was yesterday. Yeah. Hey, you know, um, I have to interject. I'm having a, what is it? An, an alto, alto umbrato. Alto. 
It's good. Yeah. It's good. What does that mean? Big hug? <laughs> Alto. Alto means hi. Think. Let's see. Yeah, it's it's particularly good today. Oh, they have two Alto uh, pods. Mm. They have Alto Onice, Onice, O N I C E, Onice, and Alto Umbrato. What is Umbrato in English? Um. Dorado. Amber. Ah, tall amber. Alto is tall. Uh, I know in Spanish it's tall. Oh, maybe I'm confused. I get my Spanish and my Italian confused sometimes. Yeah, ambrato means bronzed. Bronzed? Yeah. Uh, let's see. What is alto in, what is Italian alto in English? <laughs> it translated Italian alto to Turkish. Oh, I got high. High bronzed. Yeah, it, alto could mean high in Spanish too. Yeah. You know, it's like anything. There's multiple, depends on context. Exactly. Have you seen that? There's a couple good, um, what is this? Um, there's a couple of good like reels going around where it's like, uh, in French mur is like, means like six different things. And then they, they put them all into a sentence and have like a thing, say it, you know, like a translate, like a uh -huh. Google translate. And it's basically just saying the same word over and over again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we take it for granted, but English is supposed to be one of the most difficult and convoluted languages to learn. Yeah. I think it is the, it, it's the most difficult for sure. Yeah. That's why we demand everybody speak it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the fishing trip. Yeah. So we went away Friday, Saturday, came home Sunday. It was a good time. Yeah. We left about 6 a.m. Right? Yeah. We left, yeah, 6 o'clock on Friday. Um... And we got there, what, about 11, 15, yeah. 11, 30? Yeah, it was, we stopped, 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 what, once, twice? Twice, twice. Yeah, we took, Willie came with us. Yep, yeah, so it was the three of us driving. Will drove out to, uh, to Rob's house. We met there. Um, and then we met up with, uh, Adam from Three Dot. Oh, yeah, yeah. We all, so we got, we got up there. We stopped at the tackle shop real quick. W uh, Will had to grab a fishing license. Um, and then we drove to the first spot and, uh, Adam met us there. He, he got there probably, I don't know, about only about 10 minutes after we got, yeah. we got there. Um, so we got suited up. We, uh, went out to the river, fished a little bit. I saw a couple fish in this real, there's a little, uh, real still section behind this island, and there was like two or three steelhead in there, but they were real beat up, um, <laughs> you know, because they're they're what's called dropbacks. So what happens is that 
they come in from Lake Ontario and they go all the way up typically to the top of the river to spawn um, because a lot of them were born in the hatchery and the hatchery is way up there. So they, they always try and go back to where they were born. So they go up to the very top of the river, they spawn and then, you know, they're, they're totally drained from yeah, the fight. trip all the way up there and from spawning. Then they have to go from the top of the river all the way back out to the, to the lake, which I think is like uh 15, it's like 15 miles or something like that. Total 15 miles of river. Um, so by the time they get all the way back, they're like totally shot and beat up and, and, uh, they kind of look like a, like a zombie salmon, you know, yeah, when the salmon come into the river, they get real, real ugly. They're ready to pass on to the other side. Yeah. Um, and you know, they will get, if they get back to the lake, they'll recover fully. Um, but they just have to get, get back there. So the idea is that they're trying to eat as they go back to regain the strength. Um, so yeah, so we fished at that little spot, that first spot for a little bit. And then we ended up going, that was like towards the bottom of the river. Then we ended up going all the way up to the top of the river, to the very, very top of the river, um, where there's a cutoff where you can't fish any further. It's, it's, um, like the reservoir property because there's a reservoir at the top of the river. Um, Lighthouse Hill, they call it. And that's where, you know, they control the flow of the river. So they'll, you know, release the water and it changes the flow. Um, so same thing. We fished there. It was hot. Yeah. First day was like 80 something, right? Yeah. I think it was topped out at like 86 degrees. Um, I got a little bit of sunburn. <laughs> I was, my arms are still sunburned. Look. Yeah. I have like a hat tan. Um, so we fished there for a little while. That's a really nice area. It's the upper fly zone, they call it. So, um, there's the lower fly and the upper fly. And they are only open certain times a year. They have additional restrictions. Um, it's fly fishing gear only. No, no spinning or center pin. Uh, I don't know if a center pin. Does that count? I don't think it does. Cause I think it says that your line has to be floating line. Um, and I don't think you're allowed to use sink tips or anything, which is a good thing. I wasn't using the sink tips at that point. Um, so yeah, we were fishing around there. We were working our way up river. And, uh, so we're all fishing and, and while Willie went upriver and disappeared for a little bit and he came back and said, you know, I'd saw a bunch of fish. So we all walked up there and there was one guy fishing at the very border of, you know, like the cutoff point of where you can't fish any higher. And he was, uh, that's funny. I just got that Bel Air compressor. The text just came oh. through. Um, you know, he's swinging his fly down river and uh, you could see a bunch of steelhead just sitting in this real calm water. Probably, I mean, I saw like three at a time. I don't know how many of you guys were staying up yeah, there. I, I went saw down. three too. Yeah, I went down there and tried to catch them. But, um, you know, when they see you, it's hard to catch them. So yeah. if you see the fish, typically... It's going to be tough to catch those fish. I, I think that was the them, first time you. I saw, even saw the fish. Oh, yeah? Because last time, last year, I don't think I even saw a fish. No. I mean, it's hard. It, the thing about the upper fly is you can stand back on that bank and look down into the water. And, what, you know, when you're when you're in the water, it's hard to see the fish, you know, through the 
water because the angle just isn't that good. Um, it's much clearer when you're standing up higher. Um, so yeah, we didn't have any luck there. So then by that point, it was probably, I don't know, two thirty. We knew that we could check in at three. So we, uh, we drove to town, stopped at the burn dairy, which is like the, uh, equivalent to like a, like a Cumberland farms kind of place, you know, convenience store. Um, and grab some stuff, and then we we drove out to Douglas and Salmon Run. We picked up our fishing passes, went back to the house, and uh, you made pizza. Yeah, yes, yeah, so we got everything unloaded. I had I had made uh, pizzas, which didn't turn out. The oven really wasn't hot enough. No, um, and the dough. Uh, you know, I tried a new recipe on the dough, which I shouldn't have done. And I had a couple of new pans, which was a bad idea. So they were underwhelming, to say the least, but... They were tasty. The, yeah. Um, and, you know, like good pizza always is, it was better the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I had a couple cold pieces the next day. I, I love me some leftover pizza. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we ate some pizza. Uh, Keith showed up, Blackthorn Concepts, um, right... About right before the pizza came out, I think. Yeah, about six thirty, he got there. Uh huh. Keith had to work, so he he uh he came up a little bit later. So yeah, we all we hung out, we had some pizza, we drank some beers, shot some pool, played yeah, played some pool, listened to music, you know, talked about a breadth of uh topics. Oh yeah, we had some great conversations. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it was a uh, a lot of good conversations all weekend. Even before, yeah, before while the pizza was cooking, we were freaking. Yeah. We did some deep dives. <laughs> um, that might have been my favorite part of the trip. I mean, yeah, because you don't get to do that very often. No, you know? it doesn't, and it doesn't always flow like that. No, everybody's yeah, everybody was jiving. You know, it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah, it, that was one of those rare instances where you know it just worked, clicked. Yeah, we're you know we're all relatively uh, intellectual. Or, or at least pseudo intellectual, <laughs> um, you know. I some of the guys I used to fish with, like real dummies, yeah. you know, like can't have uh, meaningful conversations about things, you know, because yeah. they're kind of. Just... That's that's kind of a funny thing, you know. If you think about, it, we're all tradesmen, and mm-hmm. we're all kind of like blue collar guys, and we're all fishing, and, right? But the conversation was was pretty high, yeah. Yeah, we weren't talking about titties and beer. <laughs> Not that it didn't come up, but it was a little more uh, intellectual than that. I'll yeah, say. yeah, it was very good. It was yeah. very good. Um, so then uh, Saturday, as uh, as always, I'm the first one up <laughs> at four o'clock. Sticking to my regular schedule. We went to bed. It was like eleven o'clock. Yeah, like three hours past my bedtime. Everybody was shot. So we all, we all, uh, so yeah, so I woke up, made coffee, I'm hanging out and must've been about 6.30. There was still nobody awake. <laughs> so I got geared up. I went out to the river, uh, left a message in the group chat that said, you know, I went down to the river, yeah. I'm, I'm moving up river. Um, and Fish for a little bit. I I used my new rod that I got last year that I hadn't used yet, which is like this giant thirteen foot six bay rod. You were looking good. I was watching you. Thanks. I'm 
Uh, I had never fished with spay rod before. Um, so I, I only knew what I had learned on video, you know, from watching videos on YouTube. Um, so I'm trying to figure that out. So it, that was nice. I'm, you know, always best to be by yourself when you're trying to figure that stuff out. No, um, fear of judgment to, well, like on Sunday, like where I was standing upstream from you three guys, mm -hmm. I could really see what was going on. With yeah. the spay casting, yeah, 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 it was looking good. It's uh, it's it's interesting because it, like regular fly casting, everybody knows like the false casting and everything, which it's not really something you do up there because just the style of fishing. Um, that's more of like a dry fly fishing technique, but it's a similar where you have to do a back cast where the line goes behind you, and then if the difference between fly fishing and like regular spin fishing or bait casting is uh, when you're fishing with fly line, the fly line is what actually loads the rod makes it bend back and, and you know, you get that catapult effect. Whereas with regular fishing, it's the weight of the lure mm. that does that. That's why you're able to cast these tiny flies that don't weigh anything. Yeah. Like literally like a dry fly weight you could put it in your hand and you wouldn't even know that it's there. Um, especially use one of those little weights. Yeah, like dry flies, you don't use any any yeah. weights. Like you literally just have this fly that weighs a a fiftieth of a I don't know, weighs two grams or something crazy. Yeah. You know, with these tiny little hooks, um, and you could cast it a hundred yards if you wanted to, if you had the ability to. Yeah, I couldn't. Um, <laughs> so it's the line itself that loads the rod. Now with spay casting, the line loads the rod also, but you use the water as um. Uh, what's the word? Does it load the like the water? The line on the water is what loads the rod. Yeah. So you don't have to back cast. The line doesn't have to go behind you. Um, it does typically. It does a little bit, but it doesn't have to be in the air. You know, it's actually the water itself that loads the rod, and the the line is so short and heavy that you can really fling it out there. Um. So like the entire fly line is out of the rod basically when you're when you're casting with a spay rod, you know the which is so my my shooting head is I think like fourteen feet long, whereas like a fly typical fly line I think is like sixty feet long. Wow! And you know they have a tapered section and a and a butt section and all that, but I don't know it all that that well to you know get into the specifics of that. But oh, bye. Um, you had a couple of nibbles. Yeah, yeah. So Saturday, uh, every, you know, everybody ended up coming down. We fished together for a while, and then um, while Willie's buddy uh, was his name Colin. Yeah, Colin. Colin and, and Henry, the son Henry, um, were up there. So uh, they kind of ended up breaking off and fishing together, and then um, Rob, Adam, and myself went way all the way upriver. And Keith, um, he attempted a river crossing, but he didn't have cleats. So I think it was a little, he was, a bit too precarious. I slipped on the way back. Oh yeah. I forgot about Lost that. Lost my hat. Yeah. How's your shin? I had the big, it, it went down that night actually, mm -hmm. but it was like a golf ball size knot on my shin. I didn't even know it. it yeah. It might've even been bigger than a golf ball. Yeah. It was, I mean, those rocks, Yeah, you know? Yeah, when it gets you is when um when you're lifting your foot to step 
up onto a rock, mm-hmm. but you just never find the top of it. Like yeah. the rock just keeps going up. Yep, that's what past, happened. Past where your <laughs> where your came uh, down crack. Yep. Um. Oh yeah. So where the three of us were all way upriver, and I get a voice memo from Wild Willie said, "Oh, we're at Joss's hole, and uh, we're catching smallmouth." So we said, "Oh shit, we're gonna hightail it over there." So you ended up. Uh, crossing back over, and yeah. Adam and I walked all the way down river, like five miles. You guys walked. Uh, that was yeah. Well, from the top of the river down to there was probably about two and a half miles. Mm-hmm. So we walked all the way down, and I wasn't even i i i thought I knew where Joss Joss's hole was, and it turns out I I did. But we kept walking. I'm like, where the hell are these guys? I'm like, how far is this? So you know they have signs on the trails that say like, Oh, this is the flats Joss hole that way. So we finally, um, saw a sign that said the flats and I was able to get service real quick and pull up a map and see that Joss hole was on the other side of the river downstream a little bit from the flats. So we, we found a spot, we crossed on like a real wide section of river, you know, it was probably 150, 200 feet wide right there. Um, so we crossed the river and found those guys and um, Henry, man, the high hooker. Yeah. He got, I think he had already caught uh, maybe one or two. So Will Will caught one before we got there. And then when we were there, Henry caught two. Um, And then, you know, by that point, it was getting pretty late. It was, oh, wait, was it getting late? Henry's only nine years old, you should say. Yeah, yeah, Henry is <laughs> nine, or, nine or ten. Uh, great kid, very funny. <laughs> Um, he outcaught us all. Yeah. Um, so I think it was, I'm trying to think of what time it was by that point, two o'clock or something. <clears throat> Let me see. I could probably got could piece it together through text message. Um, because we ended up, you know, calling it for the morning. Let's see. That was at 11 that I got the message from Will. Um, so we probably got up there, let's say 12. So yeah, it was probably one or two o'clock. We said, all right, we'll go, you know, go back to the house for a little bit. Um, so we had to trudge up the mountain through the parking lot, down the street to the house, which is actually the easy route. But you know, the right there, it's like, you got to go up this huge set of stairs that they built to get back to. It's not easy. No. Cause the, you know, the river's down off these cliffs kind of. Um, so yeah, we go back to the house, hang out for a little bit and then, um, we ended up going back out. Yeah. You guys went back out. Me and Keith stayed in. Oh yeah. No, no. On Saturday? When we got back, you guys came back a little bit afterwards. Oh. Cause I, cause I had my, uh, um, Whatchamacallit, what do you call those togs that you wear? Waders? Yeah, my waders. They filled up with water. So I had yeah. them off. Well, when we came back at like 2 o'clock or whatever, you and Keith had gone to see the lake. Oh, that's right. That's right. Keith and I drove up to Lake Ontario. It was, it was literally less than five minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. So Douglas and Salmon Run is the very first part of the river. You know, you have the, the lake, then what they call the estuary, which is like, you know, where the river dumps into the lake and then it's DSR. So it's the very bottom of the river. 
Um, but yeah, we went back out. I, you stayed, but I think Keith came out. Mm. Yeah, he did. did. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. So we fished around a little bit and man, it was so windy. Oh, that's right. It what, got cold. Yeah. <laughs> we knew it was supposed to rain at about five o'clock. So we got out there probably about four o'clock or something and fished a little bit, but the wind was brutal. You know, you could only cast, I mean, like you couldn't cast upstream at all. You could barely cast like across stream. Yeah, to go down. Yeah, um, which you know, like if you're doing, if you're trying to drift, you can't, you really can't fish that because you have to be, um, you have to cast either upstream or or across. So I'm trying to swing, you know, swing flies, and um, I was just fished out at that point. So Will and Adam are like they're fishing all over, going up at this thing. Keith is just hanging in one spot trying to figure out his rod is all whacked out. Yeah. <laughs> he said he was losing the top of his rod. Yeah. Um, so I fished around a little bit. I went I went downstream and crossed over to this island and then came back up and then I looked at Keith. I said, um, I said, I'm ready for a beer. So we ended up going back and uh so we got back to the house, which is we were fishing like right just right outside the house, basically. And Literally, the wind switched direction and the temperature dropped 10 degrees. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, like it was blowing straight downstream. It started blowing right straight upstream and the temperature dropped like 10 degrees. And then, so Will and Adam came back and then it just started to downpour. Yeah, it rained pretty hard for a while there. Mm -hmm. um, Will brought in some nice juicy steaks. Oh, nearby. yeah. Yeah, so we were hanging out, and then uh, Colin and and uh, Henry came by. Will brought all these nice porterhouse steaks and potatoes, and yeah, Rob grilled them up. We had uh, steak and potatoes and potato salad and macaroni salad and mac and cheese and yeah. uh, blue cheese on the steaks. It was a feast. Yeah, it was good. This. I love a good steak. I don't. I don't eat steak very often, just because I'm, I'm too cheap. It's been years and years for me. Man, it was good. They were good steaks. They were grilled up nice. You know, they had a nice little bit of char on them. The grill didn't really get hot enough. Yeah, yeah. Like it. it you know, I didn't want to. Keith was like, well, "Close the lid." I'm like, "No." Then you gotta. Then you bake them. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, there's no lid in like a restaurant, you know, on like no. a charbroiler. No. no. No lid at all. You want that thing screaming. And then it was hot. dark. He was holding his phone over the grill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want that thing like 800 degrees if yeah. you can get it. No, it was, it was not even half that. Yeah. They like, were good, though. Yeah. I could feel it. You know, it was like I got that nice little sizzle at first, but mm -hmm. then with, with, the whole All thing covered with meat, it, yeah, it just could, yeah, couldn't handle probably it. Probably had some janky grates on it, you know, yeah. to hold the heat. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't even really get any good grill marks on there. Mm -hmm. No, they were good, though. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think, uh, did we play pool on No, we, we was it was a roundtable discussion at, uh, at the kitchen table. Oh. Yeah, I don't even remember. Everybody was pretty tired. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it takes it out of you. I mean, we walked like seven miles on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I think it was 14 miles total for me, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
It's and it's hard walking it, you know, and even just standing in the river, you don't realize it, but you you're because you're standing on slippery rocks, the water's shooting past you. You gotta yeah, you gotta brace yourself against the water. Every time you twist and turn, you kind of feel like you're going to lose your balance a little bit. You're walking around in wading boots and <laughs> waders and, you know, carrying a bag and with a rod, you know, trying to walk through the woods with a 13 foot six rod. You know, you got to, excuse me, watch where the hell you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess, yeah, we all kind of turned in early on Sunday. Yeah. About 10. Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. What? About 10 o'clock? Yeah. Which is late, but. So Sunday, same story. I'm like, <laughs> all right. I'm like, everybody's going to be up early today. We're going to get out there and fish a little bit before we got to leave because you got to check out by 10. Um, so I'm up. I'm drinking my coffee. I went downstairs. I got my rod set up because I, you know, I, uh, what was it? Saturday night, I ended up bringing my single-handed rod because I figured out oh, I'm going to be done with the spay rod. So Sunday morning, I had a change of heart. I went downstairs, set up the spay rod, what I was going to use. And I don't think anybody got up until 6.30 or something. Yeah, yeah. I got up at 4, went to the bathroom. I said, well, let me lay down just for a minute. <laughs> Death sentence. Yep. Uh, we got up, we went in, and we went out. That that was... Uh, yeah, we had plans to go like upriver and fish and then come back and pack up and then... Then uh, either leave or go park and um, keep fishing because we've got to be out of the you know house in the driveway by ten. Um, so what we ended up doing is is uh, packing everything up and then we didn't fish. We packed everything and then left and went fishing. Yeah. So Keith ended up just leaving and uh, the four of us went and parked in the you know the DSR parking lot, which is literally like an eighth of a mile from yeah. the house. Almost the next house. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think there might be one house in between. Uh, but like if there were no trees, you could see, you could see the place. So we, um, we parked there. We walked down to that same spot, Joss hole that we finished that on Saturday, Saturday afternoon. And we fished for probably 90 minutes or so. Yeah. It was, it was cold. It was a lot colder. Yeah. The water was running faster. Yeah, because, you know, we had all that rain overnight. It rained about an inch. Um, and I, I didn't even think about the temperature. I was still just wearing basketball shorts under my waders. <laughs> and I had a just a hoodie on. Yeah, I I didn't have my hat. And all I had was that little, uh, like, overshirt. Uh -huh. and I, so I was a little chilly at times. Yeah. Yeah, I was weighted out pretty deep, like, wait, about waist deep. So it was, I mean, the water was cold. And the wind was just blowing down river real hard. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we fished there for a little bit. Both Will and I both had some bites, but couldn't connect. Yeah, but all in all, it was a good trip. I mean, I'm already looking forward to going back again. Yeah, so we're talking about doing a little bit of a longer trip next year. Maybe like a Wednesday to Monday. Yeah. Wednesday to Sunday, something like that. So you like can that. have some relaxing travel days. Yeah. So, you you know, you get up there, you can unpack, just kind of chill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, you know, you really only get to fish one day, Saturday. Because mm -hmm. Friday, you know, you fish a little bit, but, you know, same thing. 
you had to drive up there. You got to unpack the stuff. You know, you're already, you're tired and the day's half shot. I mean, the morning is the best time to fish. Um, so if you could fish Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then you got, you stand a better chance too. Cause it takes a while to find your groove, especially, you know, you only make it up to this place once a year, maybe <laughs> twice a year. Right. My second time fishing. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember how to, you know, what to, what I'm doing or, you know, how to read the water. You know, you got to get back into the swing of things. I did learn how to tie that knot though. Yeah. The, this trip. The improved clinch knot. Yeah. So I feel pretty, pretty good about myself now. Yeah. I didn't lose, <clears throat> I didn't lose too many flies. Yeah. I only lost one. I lost some good ones though. Some big art articulated flies. What was this? NRS. Um, so yeah, it was a good time. We had a, a decent ride home. We left, I think, what, about 11 o'clock? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we got home about 4.30. Took some, uh, missed an exit. <laughs> Took an exit to try and find somewhere to pee. Couldn't find any place. So it would have been a little bit less probably, but but the way there and the way back, I mean, both, we had some dickheads to deal with on the way home, but not bad. I mean, we really didn't hit any bad traffic or anything. No. We were lucky this trip. Yeah. Traffic-wise. Last time on the way back, it was like snowing and raining. and I think uh, I learned a little bit about the food this time, too. You know, I think we're going to have it dialed in a little bit better next time. Snacks and food and stuff like that. Yeah, I think like the food, we were at a good, but yeah, snacks, a lot. we had a lot of snacks. Yeah. Because you bought a lot of snacks, and then I brought like granola bars and yeah. stuff, which like, I think I might have been the only one eating the granola bars. Yeah, I ate them. Because I went home with about... It was, yeah, too many snacks. Yeah. Um, the the other guys, I don't know. I think maybe they were a little shy to eat, the, just grab snacks. I don't know. Maybe. Like everybody ate them when I put them out in bowls that time. Yeah. You know. I mean, me, it's like when that stuff's there, I'm, get, I'm yeah. eating it. You yeah. Know? But there's only so much you can eat. I know. Oh, man, the Syracuse-style chips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those were good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we're going to have even better time next year. Yeah. I mean, even just like a more composed breakfast and lunch would mm-hmm. be, uh, that's, that's the one thing I thought of you like some lunch fix-ins, you know, like even some nice cold cuts and, and rolls and things like that would yeah. be nice. Yeah. Um, so that we could have a lunch. Yeah. Adam brought a bunch of soupy, mm-hmm. which is this, uh. Soprasata kind yeah. of thing. It's a, a Rhode Island, uh, westerly Rhode Island kind of thing. Some like a, their take on a Soprasata. That was good. Yeah. We had some uh, smoked trout from Brad. <clears throat> he sent up a trout. Yeah. That was you. good. Um, so, yeah, all in all, it was a good time. You know, it was funny. I couldn't find the pan I was looking for when I wanted to reheat my pizza. And then, <laughs> I went cold. Yeah. Turn around. There's a pan on the stove. Yeah, well, it's a good thing that uh, Adam put the pan on the heat and then and put some butter in it to cook those sausages and mm-hmm. it, it like went up in smoke big yeah. time. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to bring oil next time. Yeah. I thought about it. I brought the butter. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, like a, a condiment thing is is probably essential if we're going to be cooking and and eating lunch. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind like at least one breakfast, like a nice breakfast, you know. Um, Pork or leg and cheese. Yeah, definitely like some eggs and potatoes and a variety of meats. Problem is that, you know, you got to wake up and go fishing. So if you're going to eat breakfast, it's got to be after or before. Yeah, it's it's got to be like a like a normal four o'clock day. You know, getting up at four, making breakfast. One guy's got to get up at four. Even then, cutting it close. Make breakfast. Because then, you know, you eat breakfast like that, everybody's going to, you're going to go two rounds in the bathroom before <laughs> going out to the river. Yeah. You don't want to be stuck out there. That's right. Not with the number two calling. No, no. It's, <laughs> number one's fine. That's fine. You find a spot for that, but yeah. Yeah. So maybe like it would be a Sunday breakfast. Maybe that could be the the tradition. Yeah. Or it's something that's like you could put in the oven. Yeah. It's got to be. I mean, you want to sit down and kind of enjoy it. Maybe maybe it could be brunch. Yeah. Maybe it could be a brunch. I mean, if you have it planned, you know, and everybody gets up and gets out on the water by 615, 630, you know, you fish till 10, go back. Brunch is at 11, you know. Yeah, have something that's, you know, fairly easy to make, doesn't, doesn't require a lot of work. Cook it up real quick. Eat. Eggs, eggs to order. Oh, God. <laughs> Egg casserole. No, you can do omelets. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then you know, so you eat eleven, twelve. You know, go back out one o'clock. Fish till four or five. Call it a day. Yeah. Have to have to bring up an egg pan though. That 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 one pan there was definitely not suited for eggs. No, no. Oh, yeah, I mean, if if there was any real cooking going on, I would I would want to bring all the right stuff because mm-hmm. even uh, Willie's salting the steaks with one of those little white. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I brought salt. <laughs> like, yeah. there's not enough salt in that entire thing for seven steaks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd like to make a dinner next year too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. You know, it's more opportunity for everybody to cook something. Yeah. Yeah, that's half the fun. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's nice to reminisce a little bit. Uh, it was just this weekend, but it seems, you know, when you get back into your routine, it, it dissolves away very fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Monday we worked from home. We had a bunch of computer stuff to catch up on. Um, yesterday we were in the shop picking was, up the pieces yeah. after the install and everything, you know, cleaning everything up. And today we were at, uh, family. Yeah. <laughs> Olive Garden. We're on extended install today. Um, which hopefully we'll be done with the install soon. And, uh, let's see what we do yesterday. Bunch of, you did some more design work. Yeah. It was Pulling, pulling those bids in, uh-huh. trying to trying to land another gig. Yeah. Um, wrapped up the uh, banquette fronts for Jim Jamal with the edge bander. You know, we're still having issues with the compressor, obviously. Yeah, uh, if anybody's got one. The compressor is too small. I'm not sure 
we did talk about that last yeah. week, I think, right? Yeah, I think we mentioned it. Yeah, so we've been, you know, researching compressors. Um, looks like we're probably going to end up with like something like seven and a half horsepower, 80 gallon. Yeah. Um, 20 CFM, 20 and change CFM. Uh, because the edge bander sort of maxes out, excuse me, at about 17.6 CFM. That's like the, going to be the, on the high end, the highest, the highest reach of, uh, air demand. Yeah. Um, then, you know, you want to count for some loss in the hoses and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of where the next level down compressor tops out. Yeah, like a five horsepower, you know, you get something that's like, I think the the QT54 was like 15.7 CFM at 175 PSI. Mm -hmm. um, Even the ones that are like closer to 17, that's that's stretching it. Yeah, like I don't want to have just enough because that doesn't leave any room for error. Right. Um, so, yeah, it looks like that's what we're going to end up with. Probably get something three phase going to be the best. Um, Probably 80 amp circuit. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, three full 80 amp breaker is going to be like freaking 90 bucks probably. It never ends. I know. It and then, ends. you know, we're going to have to run new three quarter inch lines. Yeah. We'll do one to the uh, laser, one to the edge bander, um, which that's, you know, another 400 bucks in material. So, you know, we're looking at another five grand. <laughs> oh, God. They take credit cards. <laughs> we have to open a new credit card. <laughs> we want to go that route. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, another uh, hurdle to jump. Yeah, so unknown caller looking for me. Yeah. Um... So yeah, we'll get that sorted out. You know, right now it'll it'll run. I was actually I got it to work like turn the sprayers off and uh what else? It turns something else off, I thought. You just have to wait. Yeah, well, I was having issues running it full 8 footers. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. It seems like the compressor now is like maybe not working as well as it was. Yeah. Like something um, happened. Like we were having no problems with 8 footers. Right, as long as it had uh, enough juice. Right, and uh, I actually turned the threshold down on the compressor so, like, and bumped the pressure up. Mm -hmm. So now it's making like 135, or no, 150 pounds of pressure, and it kicks on at 110 pounds. Um, and that's before the pig tank, so we should have, you know, regulated to like a 120 at the, where the... Um, where the air is going into the system and then it's regulated down to 90 at the machine or well, I wonder 6.6, 6.4. 6 what if we move the pig tank over to the front of the machine and put a, like a three quarter inch hose on it? Uh, well the inlet of the machine is only three eighths. Oh yeah. Um, and the, my concern with that is that tank likes to collect water. Yeah. And you yeah. really don't want the water. Yeah, we want that filter in there. Yeah. Um, oh, I had that little water separator. Mm -hmm. I took that off because I feel like that was stifling the flow. And then I turned off the 
the cleaning solution and the anti-stick solution. Yeah, because that those, needs air. Yeah, it aspirates the, or at whatever, atomizes, yeah. aspirates. Yeah, atomizes, yeah. I think, is better. Um, the solution onto the material, um, and then I was able to get them. I mean, what happens is the when it, the machine senses there's not enough air pressure, it actually stops the machine. Yeah. But then you're able to clear the air and run the piece through the rest. So even if it stops in the middle of pre-milling, it'll, it'll mill the rest of it off. It'll put the edge banding on, but then the, you know, like the back trim, it seems to miss the back trim for some reason. Mm-hmm. And, um, it doesn't scrape like as, as nice as it would. I think maybe it, maybe it, it might even shut off the scrapers for all I know, but it will, it will spit the piece out with a piece of edge banding. Um, and what I ended up doing is, um, running them through and I had like four of them that did that. And then I pulled the glue pot back, locked it. And, uh, you know, I, you can set it to run without tape and without glue. Yeah. So then it just ran through and trimmed and buffed whatever was left over from those pieces. So, you know, we are, are able to make it work for now. Um, obviously it's not very productive, but we hit the lottery. Yeah, if you're doing long, if we're doing long pieces like that, I mean, typically the pieces aren't going to be eight feet long. No, you're typically, you know, 30, 31 inches is going to be cabinet side. Yeah, just for like big tops and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, another thing to figure out. Yeah, I mean, that edge bander is going to be like the cornerstone of a certain section of our jobs. Yeah. I mean, that's our goal. Um, met a nice, uh, listener of the podcast today, Jeremy oh, stopped yeah. by. Yeah. He's that a was pretty guy. nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's a vintage machine collector, uh, woodworker, software engineer. Yeah. He's got his, uh, he wears many hats. Yeah. Like most of us. Yeah. It was nice to, um, meet a listener. Yeah. Yeah. He says he's, uh, going to start a YouTube channel. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I give him credit. It's uh, not for the faint of heart. No. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. He, he may change his mind after he gets into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll have to keep keep informed on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll give him a shout out when he starts his channel. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wrapped up some doors today for a client that we... Um, we built that like knockdown lamello cabinet that we had to get up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and over the balcony. Yeah, they reached out, and he actually he's a bit of a a um a tinkerer himself. He yeah. built a, that friggin' bed out of the pipes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's was right. crazy. He had yeah. to get like reverse some reverse threaded parts to because we're looking at it. We're like, and we had to uh we had to move the bed back. It was heavy. We're like, man, this thing's freaking heavy. We were talking about. It. He's like, oh yeah, I built that. I'm like wow, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, they he, they sent over drawings, and I'm like, man, this is like luxury, too good. Um, just some simple solid slab MDF doors, you know, double refined MDF. Um, cut in size, it was like two twelve by twenty two and two twelve by forty eight. Cut them, uh, sanded the edges to three twenty, glue sized them. Sanded the edges back, you know, to two to three twenty. Sanded the faces real quick at six hundred, just to smooth them out. And uh, 
That was that. Board, yeah, board the hinge. Hinges came today. Board the holes. Um, so those are ready to go. I shot him an email and told him, you know, we'll be here tomorrow. Um, got the slides today for that nightstand job. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be building a couple nightstands going out to Park City, Utah. Park City. So nice that'll place. Be cool. Little uh, white oak plywood edge banded with a solid oak, you know, mitered beveled face frame. Inset drawer face with push to open. Uh, drawer slides. Little baby slides. Yeah. You know, three quarter inch um, pre-finished plywood drawer box. Yeah. And uh, going to ship them up. Yeah. So we'll box them up, send them uh, UPS out to Park City. They'll have a French cleat to hang on. I went skiing in Park City once. Hmm. It's supposed to be real hip. It, it was. <clears throat> it was back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. I think it was the 80s. Yeah, it was the 80s. Man, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was only around for about a... Split second. 23 months. <laughs> of the 80s. <laughs> yeah, might might have been right, either right before oh, you were no, born. 11 months, sorry. Right before you were born or, uh, you know, maybe during your first year on the planet. Yeah. I was skiing in Park City, Utah. All I had was February through uh, December of 89. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was an interesting time back then. Yeah, I bet. So tomorrow we'll be in the shop. We'll be uh, working on getting the stuff ready for that uh, extended install we've been doing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll pack up the van. And Friday, bright and early, we're back out to the Hamptons. Yeah, I'm getting my uh, my my root, my fake root put in tomorrow by the dentist. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get an implant tooth, and it's. She says after they put that thing in tomorrow, it takes three months to heal. Probably gotta like get in there real solid, and then man. So you're just gonna have a post, or they're gonna put a cap on it? No, it's. I think it's just a thing. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Um. Seems uncomfortable. Just like a, a metal post sticking out. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I she said it's like a root, you know, consider it like the root. I said, Can I eat? She said, Yeah, you just don't eat anything what's like that's jagged don't or whatever. Don't chew any rocks. Um but uh no everlasting gobstoppers. Yeah. The so <laughs> I was joking around, you know, I said, Well, can I work on Friday? And Jeff says, Can he work? And she says, Yeah, but don't do any heavy lifting. <laughs> Well, that's out. We got to move that yellow cabinet. <laughs> that's what's so funny. <laughs> Just don't grit your teeth. That's it. I mean, what does she think is going to happen? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll go out there. You know, worst worst case scenario, we'll look at staying out there Friday night and wrapping up Saturday morning. But so we bring in sleeping bags. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll have to find a place. Uh, bring an overnight bag, though. Thank goodness it's off season. Yeah. Even if we got to drive out mid island, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that bad. It's better yeah. than driving four hours or driving an hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. We'll go stay at the Ronkonkoma Holiday Inn. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? We should, we should do it just on principle. That would be funny. Well, we'll ask Corey. We'll stay in Patchogue. We'll just sleep at, the, at his shop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be good to get that stuff all done. 
you know, it looks like we're going to be building the barn doors for out there so we can get some more measurements um, and, you know, see if we could deposit on that and start, start working on that, you know, next yeah. week. Yeah. So those will be um, two layers of three quarter inch exterior MDF with uh, V groove. So we'll do, we'll use the track saw to make the V groove, you know, that way they're one piece, super yeah. stable. Um, I like that idea. Yeah. They didn't want any battens on the front. So doing that a solid, you know, you could do them on the back too, I guess, but, um, they didn't want any battens. Um, plus it's just a cost saver, you know, trying to keep costs down on it. For yeah. Them, they so. wanted something that was very, uh, cost efficient and it was going to be painted anyway. So, um, uh, we'll prime it and deliver it primed and then they can make a decision on color and have the, the painter painted out there. Mm-hmm which is always a good deal for us because it's only, we only have to do half the painting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that maybe that's all we got. That's it. Well, we appreciate you listening. Yeah. Listening to a play by play of the entire fishing trip. <laughs> Not sure how interesting that is, but it depends what your interest is. I may, we may have, uh, um, urged people to plan their own, fishing trip to Pulaski up to the Salmon River. Yeah. Maybe we'll uh, raffle off an entry into the secret society of fly fishermen. Yeah. That that would be some gift to like bring somebody up there with into the house. Yeah, man. We really had to vet this person. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Forget about, forget about the monetary value. I mean. You'd have to be, yeah, you'd be privy to all sorts of yeah, <laughs> information and conversations. Well, I don't know if we could we could allow somebody in into the back door that way. Probably not. No, no. Some things just have to stay behind closed doors. Yeah, what happens at at the River Lodge stays at the River Lodge. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate you listening, and uh, take care. Yeah, we'll see you next week. As always, Rob and I thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. If you want to help support the podcast, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Again, we appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in. You sure about that?